Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Big Dumb Podcast and Dangerous World Swapcast. Had a lot of fun with this. My boys, my new friends, Kyle and Puds, who I called Spuds, which I think for uh, Halloween, he should go as a potato. He should go as Spuds, an Irish potato. Really nice dude. Um, Both of these guys are great, man. I met Kyle uh, talking with Alex Stein on his 9-11 marathon at Conspiracy Castle. So we're just cross-promoting the shit out of all this stuff. Um, this was a fun conversation, though. I, I tell you guys all the time, I love these episodes where I can just go in and have a fun time. No research went into this episode, but we bounce ideas off of each other and we get three different um, conclusions and we take three different paths to get to those conclusions with everything that we discuss. Uh, we talk about the military. We talk about just current events. We talk about a lot of shit. Um all from conspiratorial mindsets. You know, the three of us, like I said, we have different worldviews. Kyle works in academia, so I don't trust him fully, but he's a nice dude. Um, I secretly think he's like an agent or some sort of asset for the CIA because um, he is in the liberal academia. But uh, that's a joke, obviously. He, he clearly um, is concerned with the way that colleges and universities around the country are really shaping the minds to think one way right in that uh devil and uh, democrat episode i talk about how hillary clinton even went in as a pretty staunch conservative she was a goldwater girl in middle school i want to say and comes out uh, a devout materialist marxist so yeah weird weird shit puds is just a nice dude seems both of them seem very chill um i forget what puds does for a living but he is a Christian. And I think that that really kind of summarizes his worldview, just like, um, you know, someone in academia, even though he doesn't fit in with 90% of his colleagues. Um, And then, you know, me, just the asshole over here that drinks booze and uh, screams about shit that he may or may not know about. Right. Um, But yeah, check them out. Uh, They they promoted me. So I absolutely got to do the same for them. Right. The big dumb podcast on Instagram, the big dumb underscore podcast. Fun, fun dudes. They got a link tree. You can check out all their stuff. They've got really cool merch that you can see on the link tree. Um, they got a YouTube. Um, you can either watch or listen. So you can see my dumb face on their YouTube channel. Um, you can listen on Podbean. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, um, all this other shit, man. They got a uh, Twitter and an Instagram as well. So thank them very much. And I'm thanking them uh, just for the help, man. This is all a a big community and we all have a lot of fun here. Just kind of cross promoting and sharing our audiences. And I'll tell you right now, we we had a conversation. I could tell that they were a little uncomfortable having just because of my perspective. And it may sound wrong or it may sound insensitive when I say later 
that I don't believe that women should fight in the military, not that women shouldn't be in the military. And I'm very specific. I actually chose my words carefully for once uh, in that instance. Um, I, I don't think that women should be on the front lines, man. I really don't. And that's just me. Um, I'm open to discussion about it. And um, I use language like, you know, women shouldn't fight in the military because I'm taking a page out of the Democrat book, out of the government book. Um, we know that that it's essentially one party as a whole, Republican or Democrat, all those politicians at the top are the same. So I'm using that hyperbolic language because it's very important, I think, to try to reverse the the course that we're going down. We're going down a, and, and we're going to end up in a bad spot in this country. I don't think Russia allows women in the military as much as we do. Um, I don't think China does either. I know that they're allowed to fight and they're allowed to be present, but the standards of women entering the military here in the U.S. are are drastically lowered. And it's very, very dangerous because as Kyle says, you want people that are defending you to be the craziest, most fucking psychopathic people that are out there just doing work and damaging the other side. War is not a pretty thing. And we don't need to make it a fucking safe space because that's completely contradictory to what war is. I understand war is a lot different than it was, you know, in Vietnam or in World War II or any of these. Probably even the Korean War was pretty brutal. Um, but, you know, we, we won those wars, except for Vietnam. Um, we didn't win this last war. You know, it, when, when you start focusing on political correctness when it comes to killing, you can't nicely kill someone, right? I understand that you can torture and there's all these aspects to it. And I'm ranting here. You're going to hear what I have to say about it. It's towards the end of the episode. And much like all of my other podcasts, I will have a Patreon portion for each one of you that are so kind to uh, subscribe to the Patreon, whether it's three, five or ten dollars, man. Um, obviously, you guys know that you usually get the um, for the three dollar tier, you get the fun, uh, you know, added on portion. Um, so I, what I'm going to do, I'm going to talk about these uh, the whole election thing that went down. And uh, I know I also owe you guys, or I'm sorry, the audits, not the election, but the audit. I'm going to kind of talk about that because I actually was able to watch it. Um, and a lot of people around the country weren't able to get the feed working. So um, I know for sure Ron from the Wicked Planet podcast was not able to get his up. And he's pretty tech savvy for, especially for someone with life experience, right? So I'm going to be talking about that. I, I screenshotted some slides. I was watching the Senate hearing. It was the AZ Senate. Um, and it was uh, it was very interesting, overwhelming evidence that the Arizona election should not have been certified and they should decertify it. overwhelming evidence. So we'll see what happens. I feel um, very little hope that it will change. I just hope that in the future um, we can keep these things from happening more. Um, if you're wondering if your vote counts, I'll say it doesn't. I'll say it doesn't right now, but that doesn't mean that we can that we can't change that. So um going to talk about that in the Patreon portion. If you're a $3 subscriber at patreon.com slash dangerous world. And I also owe you guys that are subscribing to the $5 tier uh, a rant, which I will be doing today as well. So that'll be coming out. And uh just, I got a lot of shit on my mind guys. So I'm uh, going to, going to breeze through those things and uh share a lot of stuff that I've been thinking about. And um Going to be doing a really interesting, if things go according to plan, going to be doing a really, really interesting, um, I think, premium tinfoil hat. I think it's going to be on Rockfin exclusively with Sam Honnold, um, who, who he's been on the show quite a few times. 
going to talk about um, some fascinating, fascinating things. And I'll kind of give you guys a preview in that $5 tier, what we're talking about. Um, Cause who knows if it's going to happen? You know, I know that that dude's schedule is very busy. Mark's schedule is very busy. It is planned for Thursday, um, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? You never know uh, with these busy things. So I'm going to share a few things uh, with you, $5 subscribers on the Patreon here. Uh, Cause I love you guys. I love all you guys. So, Let's see what happens, guys. Uh, enjoy this episode. And as always, it's brought to you by DangerousWorldStore.com. Head over there. Just released the new shirt, kind of trolling AOC. And um, yeah, all the shirts are $17.76, but only $10 if you're a $5 Patreon subscriber. You just uh, order it through Patreon. DM me. We can cash at PayPal, Venmo, whatever you need. Um, so got to say a big, big thanks to Kyle and Puds from the big dumb podcast awesome guys think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode and i plan on talking with them again in the future what is up dude you and i met on the conspiracy castle with our good friend uh alex stein uh who i will tell you in person is exactly the same as what you see online so uh <laughs> Uh, that was an honor to meet him, and it was an honor to meet you on the show, dude. It was fun to talk a little nine eleven with with him on that show. But how you been since then, man? Yeah, and likewise, brother. It was great meeting you. Glad to meet uh, Spuds, which I'm I'm interested about that nickname for sure. But oh, um, it's, it's Puds. Oh, Puds. Okay, I guess it was a I guess it was a cutout here. I was like, is this dude like Irish or something? We're talking like potatoes. Or yeah, something? I was about to say Spuds would be an even more unique nickname than Puds, man. Right. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, no, man, I'm really excited to talk with you guys. Your show's great, dude, and you guys have been killing the game. So um, I think this is a great meeting of the minds, man. Thanks, Thank dude. We, we try. I don't know how much minds are here, but yeah, not <laughs> we, a lot. we show up and we uh, we do our best. Before we like get into everything serious, since we were talking about Alex Stein, can we just mention his video at the uh the dallas, dallas city council yeah oh, oh dude i made my brother God. watch i made my brother watch all of those tonight i was like you've seen this guy around right i've sh- showed you on my story or whatever and he's like yeah i never watched it i was like you gotta watch all of them dude they're fucking great dude. uh it it he he had them until he said uh raw dogging that's what yeah, i said i was like yeah 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 you so, had them <laughs> until you said i just want to continue raw dogging people i meet birthing people i meet at the arby's i was like <laughs> Dude, you were so, you were so close. You, you, but yeah, the dude's the dude's wild, and I appreciate oh what he does. God. You know, well, and I can't imagine that he would be any different. It doesn't seem like an act at all. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people kind of have this performance that they do when they get on. You know, whether it's a podcast or radio or TV or whatever. Um, but I just think that that's that dude. You know, he's just a crazy, crazy dude. Agreed. Absolutely. He definitely is. Yeah, dude. Hey, you know what? I'm making a rookie mistake right now, dude. I uh, was drinking some booze. I don't have my microphone plugged in. So do you guys want to like just go on real quick and then I'll, I'll throw my shit up? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go yeah ahead. that works just fine. <laughs> my mistake. I've done that like twice now. You sound fine. You sound fine. But yeah, microphone's always good. Oh, I'll right. sound horrible on my end. So yeah, I'll, I'll be right back. All right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, so uh, I was yeah, going to... No, I watched that video last night, dude. And I was just like... Like some of the stuff he does is just so sacrilegious, dude. It's like hard for me to like, but I know he's like. Well, it's because you're the young Christian warrior. I know, but it. But you know, well, it's I mean, all like satire. Like it's for like, sure. I know it's satire a million percent. But uh, it, he was killing me. He was cracking me up. Oh, but dude. I was also like, dude, this is so hard for me to listen to right now. <laughs> but he's just nuts, dude. Like the dude has a major sack on what was the introduction name they gave him 
Oh, Primo Stone. Yeah, Primo Stone. What's well, because he's done it like three times? Well, he has to give a different name. I know. I and he, he was walking up, and somebody goes, "He didn't give the," and then they just like cut out. And I think they were saying that he didn't give his real name. Oh, because he walked up there and goes, "Hi, my name's Alex Stone." <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it was before he even got up there. They were like, he didn't give his real, and then it just like stopped. Yeah, because they know him. They saw him walking up, and they're like, "Oh, it's this motherfucker again." Oh, dude, it's great. Well. <laughs> Being from Dallas, like, they need, like, the people, the city council fucking, they need to hear some of that shit. Like, get a taste of their own medicine sometimes. You know what I mean? For like, sure. this is how ridiculous y'all are being. I'm going to give it right back to you. You know what yeah. I mean? When he talked about his uh, fucking housekeeper, like, that's the best. Oh my you know, God, like, dude. my housekeepers keep dying because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> like, I keep uh, having to get a new one. Uh, well, but, so how how are things in Texas there, man? Because I hear mixed things. You know, I oh, hear dude, it's it's the fucking wild west out here, dude. Uh, we love it. I mean, it's fantastic. No masks, uh, right. no vaccine uh, mandates. And the governor has taken steps to be like, uh, you can't, you can't. Basically, he took preemptive uh, preemptive steps, you know, ahead of Biden's announcement, where sure. basically he was like, you, you, you can't, you can't require yeah. it. You can't do it. I'm curious what Biden's going to try to do to. Well, it it's because- and so in the big cities like Dallas and Austin, they're really trying like they're suing the governor and all that and but it's like it's they've already lost in like a few court cases so yeah. it's fine out here and i just got my uh, concealed carry license even though they so in september september one uh open you know constitutional, uh, constitutional carry, carry so yeah. concealed open no license whatever but right. i went ahead because i work at a university i still have to have a, a license so i went ahead and got my license well, they said it would take six weeks to get here I got it in like seven days, dude. I was like, they don't give a fuck anymore. They're just handing these things out. Also, there's like 40 states or 35 states that honor Texas's license to carry. Yeah. So we can carry another, like with a constitutional carry in Texas, that only applies to Texas. With a license to carry from Texas, you can carry in other states. Yeah. But other than that, I just have to turn in my paperwork and I'll have mine. Everything is fine here. I mean, the trucks are moving. The trains are on time. Um, yeah. you know, people are going out and about. I mean, you still have those crazy people, you know, the libtards, as you would say, uh, and anywhere you go. But we're we're in West Texas, so it's really oh, like, okay. like the Wild West. I mean, no one gives a fuck, and everyone's got a gun on them, so it's pretty chill. Well, I got to tell you right now, dude, I'm a little concerned. I didn't realize that you work at a university. So, are you one of these Rockefeller agents, dude? Like deep, deep undercover, dude? Like, I fucking wish, me. dude. Dude, he's a shop foreman. He doesn't do shit. I fucking wish I was, dude. Like, I would know. Hey, that's what they would say, was. though. That's what <laughs> I, you, you know that the janitors are like the most like deep cover CIA assets and stuff at well, those. Places. Our janitor's yeah. name is Consuela, and she does a great job. So <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Rosa and the crew. All if, right. If he was undercover and I didn't know, I would be just fucking mad impressed. Dog. Oh, dude. Here's the thing. Like, I went to. <laughs> I so I I, I like looked y'all at, are better than I thought of this shit, <laughs> right? I looked at applying at the FBI just to be like, oh, I could be like on the inside, you know, dude. I that's went, I went to school thing. for acting, so like I can d- put on a character, like I can do all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but can uh, you pass a uh, lie detector? No, but could I? <laughs> well, here's I was like, dude, I'm already on a list. Like, there's no way they. Oh would, yeah, you know they just they dude. recruit Mormons, you yeah. know. He went to get his fingerprints so he could get his license to carry. And he asked the lady taking his fingerprints, am I already on a list? Nice. <laughs> yeah, you got to. He straight up asked that. You got to know. You have to know. Yeah, dude, I got to tell you, you're not making your case any better that you're a great actor. 
and and you got all this like stuff going for you in that sense but you know what uh i think i'm on a list too dude so i guess we're riding that thing together you know what uh, i'm saying there cool. was the other day sorry to cut you off real quick i just wanted to, good, to throw this good. in dude there's there was uh in the evening and I, I mentioned this in my patreon because i didn't really want to get it out there too much but i figured i, I might as well in case i epstein myself or something because there was uh there was a plane flying over my house at night it did for about an hour it was doing about mile uh mile wide circles um and it was high up it was pretty quiet but i know that dave hodges and steve quayle people like that they've been having the same kinds of things dave hodges is also in arizona here and there's technology where they can look through the homes with like infrared type stuff almost like x-ray type situation where they can see what you've got, what kind of defense you have, and so on. I'm not saying that that's what was going on, 100%, but uh, right after hearing that and then seeing this plane fly over my house for about an hour at night is, uh, is, is shady. Well, do you live near an airport? I live near a regional airport, but the thing is they don't do the testing over the residential area here, and why would they do it at night? Well, I know some, like, I, I grew up in Dallas, and oftentimes you would see... Uh... Uh, like if a plane gets there too early or there's like a delay and like other flights are coming in early or whatever, oftentimes planes will, I'm just being a skeptic here. Sure. Planes will just circle for an almost up to an hour sometimes just cruising, waiting for their turn to land. I mean, but if it's a regional airport, I, I doubt it. You know what I mean? They're probably pretty wide open, but I, what, what you say about like, uh, you know, mapping the house or whatever, like that infrared technology, um, I, I noticed that shit with like uh, those robot vacuums. You know what I mean? Because I bought yeah. a robot vacuum a few years ago and it was chill, right? And then my neighbor got one and he was like, oh, I got the one with house mapping. So it like doesn't run into shit. It like learns where all your furniture is. And I was like, you're just giving the fucking blueprints to the F- the fucking SWAT team, dude. Like they're going to know he's oh, got this here, that there. Public access anyway. Well, no, like where all your shit is, like all your furniture and stuff. You know what I mean? Dude, so that's I was not like that big of a deal. They know right. everything else. So so you know how uh Puds, you know how we have our deer lease, right? Yeah. Out in the middle of Texas. Yeah. Um so I was looking on it last night cuz we but I turned on satellite imaging instead of like the map or whatever yeah and i could find our camp yeah like for sure. really easily and i was like fuck if i can find it like in two seconds it's not a safe place at all like that's my bug out spot yeah but i'm well, like i mean fuck. that's a decent enough bug out spot but you can't have all that shit out there if you want it to be a bug out spot right you know? yeah you can clear like, you, <laughs> you need an underground freaking uh a bunker storage tank yeah 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 those shipping containers and things like that dude bury yeah. one of those things out there, oh dude you know? they sell them just down the street from us there's that yeah huge, the huge like lot like excalibur i think yeah excalibur oh, nice. containers yeah yeah so what yeah. what's what's your plan for like the bug out you know what i mean like you gotta you're in the des- desert out in arizona shout out shout um, out tucson man um yeah dude no i think um you know i have some things in order um i i'm I'm skeptical always of of putting all the information out as as far as like what i've got um but i try to have food on hand i try to have uh different types of currencies whether it be like booze that you could barter with um i have a good amount of food good amount of water uh water filters um i think all that stuff's important as far as the destination i don't know if i would actually go anywhere other than my home i live on a little acre and a quarter here um not not secure at all but um you know i i don't <laughs> not you know, safe not okay <laughs> yeah dude you know but i mean i don't know where 
where it would be a safe spot to go unless it was underground or unless it was like a private island. That's why these elites are doing that kind of stuff right now. And it's kept so low key. And I mean, the way that the country is flopping right now, dude, like I wanted to talk to you about the border situation because it seems like there's a, ma- a massive focus on Texas right now, that bridge. And yeah. um, they're doing some serious like like a controlled demolition of what's going on, you know. Fall is in the yeah. You know that uh, Manscaped has you covered when it comes to all the fall and the autumn and the winter and the summer and the spring and all the seasons because you always need to shave your nuts. Do you need to shave your balls more in the summer when you're sweating and you're hot? Or do you need to shave them more in the cold months because you need uh, to warm up with a female or a male? We'll see. I mean, whatever you're into. Or do you want to let it go? Do you want to grow a uh, thick coat? You know, I always put 10 to 15 pounds on in weight in the winter because jackets are expensive. And I feel like having a layer of fat over your customary weight is kind of a good way to um, sort of insulate yourself and make sure that you're not going to freeze, right? I mean, this is what they do with animals. If you have livestock, you typically feed them more in the winter. Uh, bears hibernate. They, they sort of binge. And then uh, as they're hibernating, they're purging, essentially, right? The, the weight is shedding off. It's just falling off of them like water on a duck's back. And I, this is my dilemma that I have. But either way, Manscaped.com is going to offer you some incredible products like the what I'm holding in my hand here, the ball deodorant uh, made without sulfates, parabens, or dyes, and it's gentle on skin. And anything that you're putting on your nutsack, you want to be very gentle because you don't want any damage going on, especially when things are about to go right for you for once. Uh, the, the foot deodorant is also really good, too. All these products don't have any sulfates, parabens, or dyes in them. Uh, gentle on your skin and my feet will stink after a hard day's work just like all my other guys out there right um and no one's ball sack smells good i don't care what you eat i don't care how fit you are oh i mean they're inches away from your asshole it's it's not no one wants to diddle around down there no one wants to mess with that nonsense it's just a casserole of smells and textures and uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't think this is just me, but I think everyone feels the same way that, um, you know, if you're out jogging and then someone wants to mess around with your parts, you know, you feel weird about it. So manscaped.com entering the promo code danger will get you 20% off on all of their stuff. And they have the fourth generation performance package, which comes with that phenomenal lawnmower, which I mean... Dude, you already know. I've talked about this a few times here. You got that ceramic blade, 7,000 quiet stroke technology, RPM goodness on there. Um, And dude, the ceramic blades, man, uh, I haven't had to replace mine in uh, the better part of six months at this point. Um, So phenomenal, phenomenal products that they have. And it's waterproof. I mean, you can't really go wrong with a situation like this. I personally don't like shaving in the shower. I like to see the hair fall on the floor like little snowflakes and you know, you know where they're going. You see that they're falling off and you can really rub your uh, area to make sure that it's smooth uh, as, as opposed to being in water. It all clumps up. It clogs your drain. You got to put Drano down the drain and then you're going to, you're going to mess up your pipes and you know, everyone's renting these days, but I own a home. It's a small shitty home, but 
still own it. I don't want to mess up my pipes. So I got to make sure that I am being as easy on my home as I am on my equipment, if you know what I mean. So not only that uh, weed whacker, or I'm sorry, the lawnmower, you get the weed whacker. See, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Dude, these guys get me so excited. That weed whacker is your ear and nose hair trimmer, which I have one of those as well. Phenomenal. It's not like the other ones that I've used that kind of tickle the shit out of your nose and make it very uncomfortable and you sneeze and your eyes water and you get out of the bathroom. It looks like you were crying about your ex or something. It's just not a good look when you're trying to groom up for date night or sexy time or whatever the the case may be. You get the crop preserver ball deodorant, which is what I just mentioned, the crop reviver toner, which keeps your nuts nice and tight, nice and smooth instead of wrinkly and saggy. Uh, you don't want pendulous nads. I've mentioned this so many times. Big, big turnoff. Um, performance boxers, which don't ride up and turn into a thong throughout the day. And uh, prevent chafing, which is incredible because you don't want to have rashy red strawberry thighs when you're going to pound town. This is not a good situation. I hope these ads are not bad for them. I want to keep them on board. Which also, this is where you guys come in, Right. By doing that, by keeping them on board, I need people like you to purchase things from them. I should also mention with this fourth, fourth generation performance package, you get a nice travel bag. It's called the tool shed. And um, yeah, you keep all your stuff in there. You can. It, another thing, since we're talking about traveling, is the damn lawnmower. It has a travel function. I think you click the button three times and that shit will not turn on and drain the battery. So in case you're flying Let's say you meet a dime on the plane. She's ready to blow you. You land. You can run into a portal potty, shave up real quick, and go to town. It's a great, great deal. Because what, what would happen if you had like one of these other crappy brands? I, I forget the other company. They're not even good enough to mention in this ad. But if you have this other brand and you land and you're and you the whole time that you've been flying, the damn thing, the razor has been just going. And it's probably cutting up your nice clothes and just fucking up all your stuff. This, you turn it off, even though there's no battery to take out, wireless charging, all that crazy shit. I mean, this is shaving in the future. You have 30th century nuts. I mean, this is centuries in the future. It is insane. So um, just got to let you know uh, that you're going to be able to join the Mile High Club, uh, go home, you know, tame some strange in a random city and it's going to really improve your life in a major way just look at me right look at me um fun fun stuff over there at manscape.com when you enter the promo code danger for 20 percent off plus free shipping uh man i love these guys dude so i hope that uh i hope that they're staying on board we'll see we'll see how uh, how much you guys love them you know how much you guys love uh you know, fighting testicular cancer. I can go on and on about these guys. Um, do you guys want testicular cancer? Ladies, I know a lot of you ladies out there, you want dicks. A lot of guys want periods for some reason lately. Let's see. What, let's see. Put your money where your, where your dick's at. All right. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code danger at manscaped.com. That's promo code danger at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. Make your balls a priority this fall. Choose Manscaped and your balls will thank you. And so will the stranger on the plane that was attracted to you and wanted to take you back to his or her home. Enjoy the rest of the episode with the Big Dumb Podcast. 
you have the whole uh, idea of the geofencing. Have you, how, are you familiar with that, where they just shut the drones off so no one could record in the area? Yeah, um, right. so I, I looked into that. So basically, uh, journalists, for those who don't know, journalists like from Fox and you know other news networks, uh, they, they, you can't get like you can't just walk up to the border. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. with the situation going on for down sure, there. There's yeah. up to I've heard twenty thousand immigrants walking back and forth to get like they'll come, they'll cross the river and like be in the camp, and then they're like, "Fuck, I'm hungry. Let me go back across and get yeah, some yeah. takeout." And they'll bring it back. Like it's just an open board. Like they're just walking back and forth. Um, but their journalists have been flying drones over and things like that. And I think part of it is. The government doesn't want people to see what what's going on. But I've heard another argument um, from Adam Curry, who is the podfather. He he, yeah. he discussed this on his last episode of No Agenda, where if you're flying, it's really hard to fly drones over crowds of people, especially when there's multiple drones, because yeah. they could collide. They could, cra- you know, they could malfunction and crash and kill somebody. So yeah. there's that. But sure. I can see both sides. I can see both sides of it for sure because obviously they don't want those images coming out. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. brutal what's going. I mean, it looks like a uh, fucking San Francisco or L.A. with all. Looks those- like District Nine is what it looks like, dude. Oh, that's a good point, dude. It does look like oh just District God. Nine. And here's the thing: it's not just people from Mexico or Guatemala or El Salvador. It's Haiti. Like, there's hate a lot of- right now. There's about fourteen thousand. Asian immigrants because they just had another earthquake and they're running away from Hillary Clinton. That's my that's my guess. Um, and there's also a lot of Chinese immigrants. There's a lot of uh, Middle Eastern Im- immigrants. People are just they know that they can get in that way. So it's much easier to fly to Mexico or take a boat to Mexico and then just come up from from the southern border. Yeah. Or a door, um, as they say, right. Yeah, a door. Exactly. And, it, and it's it's I have we're I haven't experienced it firsthand but i know here in a few months it's gonna get pretty you're we're gonna well, start seeing we're things. fairly far north in texas so well dude not, i mean most immigrants immediate... a, a big portion of immigrants who come up from the southern border end up in like chicago i mean like yeah, yeah. they, oh, yeah, they, they go everywhere going. yeah for sure and you know i'm all about but... people coming here and like trying to find a better life but like there's got to be a, a process you know it does yeah, like there's what, a right way to do things like, like what ryan said it does feel like a controlled invasion a controlled demolition at least and and i feel like for well, months they've there... been targeting texas with the with the fucking uh snowstorm the that ERCOT, dude yeah ERCOT. i mean that oh, everyone okay. thought that was just a failure on fucking the the power grid but no they deliberately shut shit down i mean they were like we're not firing up the coal power plants which are the reserves at this point you know what i mean yeah so they and then they blame it oh texas is not on the national isn't grid. there the whole thing about like uh, the Chinese and Canada and like the Russians in Mexico and they're like, I have heard there's Chinese troops in Canada, but yeah, I mean, I was listening. I it was your podcast today uh, when you were talking with the Canadians about uh, the Trudeau election. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And they were talking about the like private the the parks that they are now like selling and like China owns one of the parks in Canada. And God knows what they're doing there. You know, they own a massive land strip in Texas and also in Arizona, too. And then I saw my dad, who's not the biggest conspiracy head. He was sending me like Twitter stuff where you're seeing that uh, forget exactly what state it was in. But they they ran a drill of landing a massive plane like an Airbus on the freeway. 
And this is not stuff that just goes down for no reason, dude. Like, I think something's really going on. Wait, who was was this China practicing on American soil of landing a plane? They didn't say they didn't say who it was. They said it was U.S. military. But the and the thing is, too, these businessmen are buying these runways. But as I'm sure you guys know, there's not really any businesses that are able to operate without getting to a certain size. Uh, Think of Alibaba. You know, where's Jack Ma right now? Supposedly, he's he's focusing on hobbies. And I think that the hobbies that he's that he's focusing on are are breaking big rocks into little rocks in a prison, dude. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like you don't get to a certain point without the government, without the CCP behind you. And um, yeah, it's just a great way to kind of uh, use these shell people and these shell companies so that they don't so that you can't easily prove that the CCP owns land in Texas. We know that they own it in Hollywood, own a lot of New York. Um, but that those are liberal areas, right? Arizona yeah. and Texas are supposed to be red country. That we're supposed to be like patriotic, freedom loving people, and they're buying this shit up right out from under us. And it's it's shady, dude. It's it. I can't think of a good reason why you would want China owning so much of your assets, your property. Um, it's to me, dude. It's just a recipe for disaster. You know, I'm not I'm not extremely well versed on like China U.S. policy, but I know it's not good. You know, so right. you were talking about planes landing on a freeway in texas our interstate system every like few miles you have to have a mile long stretch that's just straight because those are our backup runways those are emergency runways in case like something goes wrong at an airport i think that's across the whole country actually is it across yeah when uh, eisenhower made the uh did the infrastructure plan and built the u.s highway system that was a stipulation it's not just texas but like all the overpasses in texas like in dallas you know you see all those overpasses there's like 50 of them going over each other those are all made to support tanks and all kinds of stuff i mean that's really they have to kind of have that as a backup plan you know what i mean um, and li- right for emergency planes landing and things like that, there has to be every five miles. There's a one mile straight away. Straight away there has yeah. to be right. Um, mm-hmm. But I know you were saying about like you know China and all these other countries buying up buying up land. I know China's it, they have that Belt and Road Initiative, yep. but we're essentially trying to uh, in create influence through through commerce and through through uh, you know real estate buying property, supporting infrastructure deals, which is what we've done for the past fifty years. I mean, I read the Confessions of an Economic Hitman, and essentially that's how we created the American Empire was basically, hey, we're, you, you're Ecuador. You're developing as a country. Uh, you have tons of resources. Let us invest in you to build this, these things with American companies, Ameri- you know, and then uh, we know you'll never be able to pay these loans back. Uh, so, you know, when the time comes for, to, for us to collect our pound of flesh, uh, we, you know, we'll take a few U.N. votes or we'll take uh, – We'll take some of your oil reserves, you know, things like that. And that's essentially China's just now catching up. It's not like anything new. They've just, you know, they're, they're the masters at stealing and, and manipulating uh, other people's shit. And that's what they're doing right now. They're, they just finally have caught up. But we've been doing that for years. And they play the long game. Exactly. They're, they're in it for the, you know, it's like the, the Nazis, like the Thousand Year Reich. It's not about, you know, the next four years or, or the next two years or whatever. It's like they, they play the long fucking game. Yeah. yeah. Have you all heard about the uh, Evergrande thing that, I mean, China, I don't think is as strong as, as we think they are right now. They do. They follow the art of war. You know what I mean? They are right. weak when they're strong and so on. Exactly. And uh, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to say, like you said, ever, you know, they're not as strong as, as they say, but that's what you're supposed to do in, in a, a situation when you're weak is you appear strong. Yeah. And, and we're not doing that at all. Like we're weak and we're, we're we're strong, I believe, 
but we're appearing weak and that's makes us weak. You know what I mean? No matter how strong you are. Uh, but with that Evergrande thing, I, I, I am kind of paying attention to it. I, I, I just have not looked at my portfolio or anything like that. I'm just trying to avoid all that shit. Uh, cause it just stresses me out. But, uh, yeah, I guess it's one of their big, uh, like firms, one of their economic firms. I don't know exactly what they do, but real estate. So it's essentially like the 2008 crash in right the in China is what's happening. Basically like mm-hmm. they, they're, uh, they were borrowing money and the time came to pay up and they didn't have it. So it's causing a huge, uh, economic issue in China, because like you said earlier, all of these, uh, any big business in China is directly related or influenced or controlled by the government. And so when shit goes like if a, a company is failing, then that's indication that the government did something wrong or they and they could just say, fuck it, we're not paying or whatever. You know what I mean? But who knows? I, and like I said, I, I, I don't really know too much about it just because I don't want to read like a fucking financial shit because I'm like, oh, my portfolio, my crypto uh-huh. all that stuff, you know. Uh, but exactly. I do think we have to we have to look at China as a contender in in all aspects, militarily, technologically, economically, um, and on the global stage. I mean, they are the rising power. And what's that uh, that I don't know? Is it not Fermi's paradox? But basically, like it, throughout history, like ten out of twelve times or something, whenever there a rising power uh, competes with uh, the the established power, ten out of twelve yeah. times they go to war. I mean, that's happened throughout history, like from the ancient times, like a rising power comes up and they go to war with the the already established power. So I think I think that's something we have well, to keep in mind. I haven't heard anything about Russia in a hot minute. Dude, Russia ever since dude, Ru- all I've heard about Russia in the past five years was Donald Trump is a Russian agent. And yeah, I'm like, Donald but, Trump and Putin is right. But you don't I've hear heard. anything. It's because I think honestly, they've been the quiet fucking snake in the grass, dog. I well, so I, I I've listened to like Lex Friedman's podcast and he's yeah. he's uh, from the Soviet Union and um, I believe he's actually Russian. I could be wrong, but he looks at it from, uh, you know, her, his perspective from his family and things like that. And they say as much as like we know Putin's a bad guy, he really does do a lot of good stuff for Russia. Like he really does try to as, you know bolster our economy and our military, all this stuff. So I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to get back on their feet it's just because now we have a new boogeyman but that's why you probably haven't heard about it is because now now the boogeyman was donald trump or it's china or it's this or that yeah. it's you know white people in america are the new boogie they don't give a fuck they don't need russia yeah, I mean, in my opinion i think flops but i'm just saying like well in my I, conspiratorial like, opinion everybody's focusing on china and there's nothing being told about or you know nothing being reported about russia right now so god knows what they're doing well in in my conspiratorial i could i could see them being a stronger power than china very easily well they are i think right now but china is just the rising power they're rising and and ryan i want to hear your opinion about this but uh talking about puds brought up russia i think that russia and the u.s have been allies for a very long time like since World War II, I don't think we ever stopped being allies. I really think the Cold War was just a, a uh-huh. mutual, beneficial, like, hey, let's get our people riled up and get a lot of money. I think we worked together on the space race. I think we worked together on the nukes. I don't think we were ever, like, I think it was all theater. And that's just my opinion because we, if we were going to go to war, we would have done it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? 
Well, it's a really interesting idea, actually, that, that we may be secret allies. Um, they are the target of a lot of, uh, you know, kind of BS false flags. Like, you know, you, you mentioned that you hadn't really heard about them in a while. They, they, it, during the Biden administration here, they targeted Russia. They blamed them for a hacking, a ma- massive computer hacking, computer system mm-hmm. hacking, correct? That affected, yeah, like, the pipelines yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that they did that. I think, and, and this sucks, and it sucks to say, but I think that was our own government, man. I think that there's a lot of things that we like to blame Russia because of the Cold War, which for the record, I believe that the Cold War just ended with Afghanistan. I think that it, it, it never really ended until uh, China is essentially taking over Afghanistan at this point. Yeah. And um, I've got more on that that I can get into. But yeah, man, it's a it's a it's a good idea. And I think that if you're going to start looking at things uh, with an open mind, you can't really eliminate that possibility that that the U.S. and Russia are allies. I think that it's kind of interesting that there's a lot of focus on China starting the pandemic. Um, I just spoke in, in the Patreon again with, uh, with that same episode that you were talking about, Puds, with the uh, the idea of, uh, you know, the whole Canada stuff. But then we have that level four bio lab in Winnipeg that no one talks about, dude. And how perfect- I've not heard this at all. What? Yeah, there's just like the Wuhan lab. There's a level four bio lab in Winnipeg. And one of my uh, Canadian buddies brought that up on, on the show. And he was saying like how perfect it would be. These two, you know, thousand pound gorillas, the United States and China are going at it. They're like, these guys did it. No, these guys did it. Meanwhile, Canada, which is uh, the North American branch of China. Let's be real about that. Um, Trudeau may have very well just like let it go out. And in there's pretty uh, credible theories that it spread at the military games which were in china um but i think that level four bio lab in winnipeg had some serious uh some serious weight behind it when it comes to the how how quickly this pandemic spread new york's not terribly far uh you know from from uh winnipeg i mean considering the size of the world and everything but um yeah dude well, crazy well, i heard that we i think there was it, that it was on the east somewhere on the first. somewhere on the east coast actually uh there i think it's in charlotte north carolina there's a level four lab of that's ours um and allegedly they were i don't i could be wrong on the location but it's somewhere in the the south on the east coast yeah. and uh it had i think it was during obama i want to say they were saying like hey we we can't be doing this stuff here essentially like they were doing gain of function research things mm-hmm. like that and they're like hey we can't do this here let's send it off somewhere else and we'll pay for it and that's kind of how that lab in wuhan got its its uh up to snuff with all its stuff was you know the funding from the nih and fauci and all that which we have documents for that's i fuck youtube fuck all these people who say that's not true. i mean we've seen the documents we were doing Gain of function research, or at least paying for it in that Wuhan lab, and I and it could have started here first, and then moved there, or it, fuck, it could have been released here. They could have been working on the same fucking thing, yeah. and just you know, it could have been a time release, which I think has more credibility to it with the New World Order, the Great Reset, all those things. Like it could very well have been a coordinated effort in Canada, in in the U. In the U- fucking knows, and I'm just, uh oh. Did I lose you? What's going on? I can hear I you. I can hear you. Okay. Sorry. 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 Oh, you're good. Uh, you're good, dude. Fucking something just. I fuck. Okay, we're good. We're good. Am I, am I going again? again? Uh, yeah, I got you. Hold on. You should be good now. 
Check, 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 check. Hey, man, you know what? I made a mistake, too, dude. I don't know how the fuck I forgot my microphone, but hey, you know, I was I was trying to print some shirts, dude. And so, like, I'm like running around trying to make you guys so you're not waiting and then just fucking forget my mic like an asshole. So, you know, we're even, dude. We're even. Hey, it's not a big deal. A big dumb podcast. We're we're basically retarded we when it comes to this stuff. Malfunctions every other episode. It happens. I'd dude. say every episode we have a malfunction of some kind. Hey, yeah, you know what, though? Like, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Okay, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, the idea um, that I was just mentioning real quick with the, uh, you know, Cold War just ending um, with, with the fall of Afghanistan and uh, the U.S. occupancy and everything. Um, I find a really, really good timing that Biden is in the White House right now um, because of all of this. Right now, there's, there's pretty credible things uh, where Biden has done some serious business with China. I think he is a Chinese asset for sure. Um, and his whole entire family is. I don't know if you're familiar with like the the whole Finger Lakes tattoo that uh, oh, Hunter yeah. Biden that's, has. That's deep, dude. That goes deep. It's very weird because he's got a couple of companies. And I don't know how a idiot like Hunter Biden has so many companies. I guess it helps when your father is vice president and president, um, <laughs> lifelong government official. But this dude is is stupid as hell. And he's got uh, Rosemont Seneca, I think, is a law firm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and that's uh, Seneca is the largest lake in the Finger Lakes, right? So you have all of this weird symbolism going on there, not to mention Lucifer Falls, which is a waterfall there at that lake. Um, the way that China would have wanted to put Biden in here, um, you compromise him, you compromise him with pedophilia, which Rudy Giuliani just came out today, today being 923, um, coming out saying that, yeah, there is absolutely child porn on uh on that on that computer of hunters and you know they they compromise just like epstein was doing they compromise and then they put them in positions of power and they're saying like hey we can keep this under wraps as long as you just follow our agenda and um you would you would go after someone to compromise the logical step there would be someone with a drug problem someone like hunter biden someone that's oh, very yeah. weak right well and even you were mentioning the the compromise that they might have on him and his family i mean when I think October last year, the October surprise was the Hunter Biden laptop. And of course, that was fake news. I mean, obviously, they're just outstanding, up, upstanding citizens like they're perfect. You know what I mean? The yeah. Bidens, we love them. They're the most popular uh, family in history. Um, oh my God. You know, praise be to Biden. But, uh, you know, they, they the their lawyer or their their business partner, Bob Alinsky, came out multiple times and said yeah this is legit i mean i i was there i i i have the same emails i have this stuff i mean not even just the the sexually compromising things or the the drug problems or the prostitutes but just the financials i mean in the email he says keep you know i'm going to keep you know 10 mil for the for the big guy you know referring to his dad i mean the, there's so many ways you can compromise people um and i i think some of that the, the financial stuff, the business stuff that comes out and people are like, eh, you know, but it's that darker stuff that really, I think, binds them. I think they they see it, yeah. as, uh, um, you know, and I, I don't know too much about like the ruling families of China, but I, I'd be interested to know to look into some of that stuff. But but what were you going to say? Go ahead. Well, that's who I think, you know, I'm glad that you brought up the big guy because everyone says it's Joe Biden. I think that the big guy is China personally. You know, they may refer to they may make it seem like it sounds like one person, but it could be the entire Chinese government, you know, because when they're doing these kinds of deals, 
um, you know, or even ZZ Ping uh, or Xi Jinping. I don't know how to pronounce it. I call him Winnie, Winnie the, the Pooh. Pooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the reason that I brought up the Five Lakes was because of that Owasco. I think it's called Owasco or Owasco is another company of Hunter Biden's, which is another lake name at the Finger Lakes. And there's this they call it an Internet ghost that makes massive wire transfers, leaving zero fingerprint of who it is, what it is, um, making massive, massive wire transfers, whether it be to China whether it be to other you know, companies here in the U.S. And they know where the money's going, but they don't know exactly who is initiating these massive wire transfers. It is coming from Hunter Biden's company. But um, really? I mean, yeah, dude, these are the things I, I actually just talked about it in my, my most pre, my previous episode here where I was uh, it was all about like Satanism and Democrats and how. They oh, dude, really... I wanted to ask you about that. That was a great you did great work on that one, man. That was Thanks, man. impressive. It's it, 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 the connections there are very easy to find, dude. Like with the you brought up Haiti earlier, and it's it's fascinating to me the entire Clinton and Haiti so, sort of dynamic there. Like this dude is a practicing uh, witch doctor, essentially. You know, I think that he got kind of duped, and I think that he went to try to go sell his soul to Lucifer and Aristide, the the first ever democratically elected president, the guy that was a Catholic priest first, and then you know ends up becoming a damn uh, witch doctor. He declares voodoo an official religion of Haiti right before he goes out. And I think that he tricked Bill Clinton into selling a soul to him. Cause I mean, Bill Clinton's been aging like crazy. The dude looks like a zombie. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. this is, this is far out there stuff. But I think that these people believe in this stuff. Hillary Clinton is a necromancer. You know, she has talked with Eleanor Roosevelt in, in meetings at, at the white house, you know, they used a ritual like Bill Clinton didn't get to change his underwear for a week when he wanted to become president in 1992. And then when George H.W. Bush puked all over the prime minister, that was supposedly like the apex of the hex that Aristide, the president of Haiti, was was throwing at um, at uh, at H.W. Bush, who he was running against. So these kinds of things are really interesting to me. I, I say it all the time. I'm agnostic. I don't know what the hell's on the other side of this life. And I don't pretend that I know at all. But I really do firmly believe that these elites lean towards Christianity, but they, they don't follow Christianity. They, they acknowledge that Christianity may be the way to go, but they are against it in every sense of the word. You know, they're, they're communists. And by Saul Alinsky's own words, communism, Luciferianism, Satanism, all that stuff is one and the same. And even atheism, right? Um, and this is Saul Alinsky, a, a pretty, pretty intellectual heavyweight when it comes to this kind of dark arts shit. He, he dedicated that damn book to Lucifer. So, you know, it's what, uh, what was the name of that book? Uh, Rules for Radicals. Rules for Radicals. Yeah. And, and it's a uh, very like it's like a heartfelt dedication to Lucifer. You know, it's like he, he was such a radical. He's the first radical ever. And he, he won his own kingdom and all this stuff, you know. Um, so, I mean, you can't sit there and say that these people are doing this as a troll, like the satanic temple. They're not trolling by saying that, but that the Texas law, uh, uh, you know, regarding abortion goes right. against their sacrifices. That's not a troll, dude. That's they're, they're being a hundred percent honest with that. And um, the abortion conversation to me gets tiring because I think it is a distraction. It's great timing again for the Afghanistan situation, the border situation. Right on time. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's like, look I mean, over here while we're doing this crazy stuff. Just get right, back to the old playbook of abortion, gun rules, uh, border oh, cross. You this know, it feels like 2014 all over again. I mean, literally like in as soon as as soon as Trump got back in, I was like, or not Trump, but as soon as Biden got elected, I was like, I started seeing the same playbook. And I was young when, you know, when he was vice president, but I'm like, 
Dude, I remember this. I remember the like Ukraine got brought up, at, you know, a few months ago and then the abortion, the gun bans. What we haven't seen is a lot of school shootings, which I, I'm sure they're coming. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, uh, you're right, I think. But it's it's uh, these people aren't like you said in, in your last episode, these people aren't creative. They they have a playbook that they stick to and and people are starting to realize this stuff. And like you said about the timing, like, yeah, it is. It is very interesting that the timing like as soon as. I feel like we had like two weeks after Afghanistan to like think about it. You know what I mean? Be like, what the fuck just happened? And then it was like, boom, text. And then you have to realize or at least think about, okay, what part is uh, Governor Abbott playing in all of this stuff with the abortion ban and things like that? Like, is he trying to pull the heat off? Or, I mean, I don't think so, but it makes you wonder, like, what part do these uh, controlled opposition, you know, what part do they play? You know what I mean? And it's. It's one of those things, and it, it's it's complicated. Like you said, it, it gets tiring, and it, it makes your head hurt. Um, well, let me tell you right now, dude, like what was going on before the Afghanistan debacle? Everyone was focusing on the Arizona audits, you know, and, and supposedly this is coming out on 924. This is the, what, the 100th time that we've heard that this is coming out tomorrow or next mm-hmm. week, and I guarantee that tomorrow I, I'd be surprised, I'd be shocked, if this stuff comes out on, on 924, I think that they're kicking the can down the road. Something else will happen. I mean, these the whole staff got COVID the week that it was supposed to come out one time, you know. Um, and and I've been I I'm a big listener of that Steve Bannon podcast War Room. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar yeah. with that. I, I've checked it out a few times. Um, I've heard of he, it, but I haven't. Listened. He gets a little too not him. I I like Steve Bannon. Uh, but he, some of his guests he has on, I'm like, it's a little too too much for me sometimes. But I do like him. I do like his message. Um, when he goes on other podcasts, I think he does a really, really good job. Um, yeah. But yeah, he has great info, but no one talks about it. Well, and I have a big problem with him, even though I still listen to his show, because um, he does have, like you said, he has good guests. But, you know, sometimes they are a little out there with, uh, you know, Boris Epstein is one of these guys where it's like he's just saying every day audit's coming out tomorrow audit's coming out tomorrow and um i mean this is something that's concerning to me dude because you know i I firmly don't believe that that biden won arizona this would be the first time i think since truman or something that a democrat has won arizona it just doesn't happen right and um you know they were pounding this stuff home and then they just jumped to afghanistan and then they jumped to the border and it's like dude you're just covering all the shit that i can hear on mainstream media you know on the mainstream media you know talking pieces but you act like you're talking about it from an America first perspective. And that's made me kind of lose a lot of respect for Bannon. Not that he would care, but it just seems to me like the dude's paid opposition. He's controlled opposition. And uh, in no way is he actually doing anything in my opinion to get shit done at all. You know, uh, yeah. he, he acts like his platform is all about action, action, action. That's his quote. Right. And um I mean, what, where's the action? You know, you're not rioting or not rioting. Let's, uh, let's cross that out. You're not <laughs> protesting. You're not, you're not raising hell like this stuff. And dude, I think honestly, if we want to get shit done, like the left has been very effective in doing, we kind of have to take a, a, a page from their book, man. And I'm not calling anyone to action here. I'm just saying like, you know, where, where's the, the, the uprising of America first, you know, we get a lot of talk, right. but we don't get any action. And I think I think I like your wording there, the America first crowd, because it's not conservatives. It's not libertarians. It's not Republicans. I mean, I think we can all agree the Republicans fucking suck balls and half, yeah. of, uh, half of them take it up the butt. I guarantee it, which is fine. Lady you know, G. Yeah. At least, you know, let's not lie about it. 
But, uh, you know, I, I, a lot of people and that's like that's what Trump – he was a populist. He, he's a Democrat his whole life. You know what I mean? Um, but he was America first. At least that's what he, he publicly presented, which I think most people in this country want things to be good here. I 9-11 kind of proved that for Trump. What do you mean? He was out actually like – On the ground? On yeah, 9/11? on the ground like shaking hands and talking to people and like – Yeah. So was Bush. There was – the... <laughs> so was Bush. Good point. Was he? Yeah, he or was on was the he ground. Just doing the f- he was well, on the they, ground the next day. They were all there, but were they actually like shaking hands and talking to people and giving you know? Because like, yeah, Trump, uh, from, Bush like, stood on the rubble with a megaphone and was like, "We're gonna find, we're gonna find these terrorists. We're gonna get them." Yeah. Oh no, no, I'm talking about the 20th anniversary. Oh, uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, no, they were all together separately. Uh, yeah. You know, Clinton, Clinton yeah. Bush, and uh, Obama were all together doing fucking photo ops while Trump was down shaking hands with first responders and giving speeches. And and I didn't see that like, anywhere in the media. This is yeah. the first I've heard of this. You didn't really? Yeah, I didn't hear anything about that. Oh yeah, Trump was like the man, dude. Like, yeah, minimal well, security, dude. He's able to walk around like he's a freaking rock star down there. You know what yeah. I mean? You can't see that with any of these mainstream politicians, even in Canada, dude. Look at Trudeau. Oh, dude, I love the videos when he was on his election campaign. Just fucking fuck you. You fucking call me. Yeah. Like all that shit. I'm like, dude, people are getting soon. And I think Tripoli has been saying this for months, but he was like, soon these people will not be allowed to walk down the street. Like people are waking up left, right, whatever your beliefs are, you know, you're getting fucked. And you soon these people will not be able to go anywhere without fucking hell being raised and i and i agree like uh you know it's it's about action and i'm not maybe like you said we should take we maybe the the america first people or the 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 like-minded individuals who who believe in freedom and and independence and all that should read rules for radicals for you know our you know what i mean because that's what they're doing they like you said they're the, the left and these commies are very good at getting what they want done as much as they don't like to actually go to work they will work for their they'll work real hard to not work you know what i mean my perspective on it and you're talking about like taking a page from their book you know is like where i feel like everybody that has our kind of mindset about the whole thing is like we don't want to have to take radical action like where we're hopeful that it will change but we're prepping for defense. Right. Yeah, sure. That's a good point. And like, that's a good, po- that's I, a really I think good we're point. more hopeful than they're just like, no, let's fucking destroy everything until they listen to us. And I don't want to do well, that. Well, that's what you, that's like, like what, <laughs> like the term conservative, not in the political sense, but like, if you are a conservative person, yeah, you're going to conserve. You're going to conserve your ammo. You're going to conserve your resources. You're going to yeah. conserve your time. Your country, um, you're going to conserve it, too. You exactly. Know? Because yes. That's the thing. And you don't want to go out there and, I mean, statistically... I don't want to go fuck shit up to make things better. That makes no sense. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, until you come to my house, we're fine. You know what I mean? That's yeah. really what it comes down to. But where's that line? Like, wh- at what point do we say, hey, where's our line in the sand? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's, and it's hard to define that because it's different for everybody. But for, the- I think you're the one talking about it again. Like the second amendment is there for a reason. When do we come to realize that we have a tyrannical government? I think that is what you said verbatim. Yeah, you dude. Said. You know, yeah, that, that was the whole purpose. It's the, the second amendment is not for hunting. I know you guys know that you're in Texas. You know what I mean? Like the, 
the the whole thing. And speaking of radicals, our founding fathers were some of the most radical people out there. You know what oh, I they mean? Were, exactly. One man's freedom fighter is another man's terrorist. You know what exactly, I mean? exactly. And and you know, I used to have a very liberal co-host back when we started this, and he was saying, "Where do you draw that line? Where do you say like as an American?" Because like he saw like AOC and all these types as as uh you know i i view them if you're putting a gun to my head and you're saying is aoc a freedom fighter or a terrorist i'm saying she's a terrorist he would say she's a freedom fighter um but there and the reason for this is because like the, the, the way that i kind of broke it down was if you are pushing for freedom and for independence that's never a bad thing in my opinion now if you're pushing for more ty- tyranny and more lockdowns um that how is that good how is that going to help anyone and i feel like the democrats when they're running or the leftists we'll call them leftists because you know democrat is actually a pretty logical way to look at things um but these leftists this new wave of these of these people that are controlling pelosi and they're controlling biden more those establishment people uh who you know i don't know if you remember pelosi not too long ago was talking about america first type stuff you know when we were kids or maybe even before we were born she was pretty much like yeah we she was saying a lot of the same stuff trump started adopting later and um then there was some switch i don't know if it was just corruption um you know absolute power um you know corrupts absolutely whatever the saying is and yeah dude i think that um you said something else there oh letting them get to your door it's a noble thing but I think that that's when it's too late, man. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm not trying to be like some alarmist. I'm not saying let's go fuck shit up right now. But um, there was, uh, I think it was on Tim Pool's show. They were talking, he was talking with an Australian. And they were saying like, dude, they're going to lock you guys in camps. And he's like, uh, like, when's the line that, that you're going to draw on the sand before you realize that this is the ultimate goal of theirs, of the government there? And um, He's like, you know, I don't know, man, Uh, if I if I end up inside of a camp, you know, that's when I'll admit that you're right. And it's like, dude, at that point, you're fucked. You have no. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know where we draw that line, dude. And it's, uh, you know, to be clear, I'm not saying that we ought to go out and riot. I'm not saying that we need to go and destroy statues, whether we agree with them or not. We've got a a statue of Pancho Villa downtown here in Tucson, killed a bunch of kids, killed a bunch, raped a bunch of women, did all kinds of stuff, especially to white people. Um, I don't like the dude. I don't think he's a hero, but I mean, you know, I'm not going to say go rip that statue down because it's part of history and you learn yes. from history. I'm not saying go put a statue up of freaking Hitler because that dude, there's no good side of what he did, but kids need to learn about the Holocaust and the third Reich. Well, well and I think, I think a big part of this was when, cause when I was in high school, 1984 was not required reading, but my mom, who's only 20 years older than me, when she was in high school, it was required reading, you know? Um, and I just like last year I read 1984 for the first time. I still need to. And it, um, it's a dollar on Apple books. I mean, it's 99 cents. Everyone should get it. Um, but they, that they, they started like, he talks about like how this all, how 1984 happened, how the party took over. And it was basically like tearing down statues, eliminating history, whether it's good or bad. You know what I mean? Like it, the statues aren't there necessarily to i don't it's hard to say like to honor it's not necessarily there to honor but it's more of like to remember you know what i mean uh like i went my, my grandfather died recently memorials uh, are there to honor statues are there to remember that's fair i agree with that um but i went uh my grandfather died recently and he was sorry to hear that man oh thank you man i appreciate it it was it was uh he, he lived a good life and he did a, a lot of good stuff but uh yeah. he he lived in natchez mississippi which 
um, is right on the Mississippi River. Like as soon as you cross Louisiana on that river, you're in Natchez, which is a historical town. Um, and in the cemetery, I mean, there's a whole section of the cemetery dedicated to, uh, con- you know, world uh, Civil War soldiers. And there's like it's like the general's garden, like several generals wow. are buried there. And, you know, it's important to remember that, like these people yeah. fought and died for what they believed America stood for, whether they were right or wrong yeah. by today's standards. But they still like for some what the fact that they fought for what they believed in is an American value. You know, whether you're whether you lost or you won or you lived or you died or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's important. And then I that, that, that night I looked up um, Natchez, Mississippi, just like and the first thing that popped up was about. Like Natchez, Mississippi concentration camps. And I was like, what the fuck? And I clicked on it. And it's a story about how after the Civil War, with all the freed slaves, the Union Army dug a giant pit and threw all of the freed slaves in it, 20,000 slaves, and let them die in a pit. The Union Army, the people who were there to free the slaves. Wow. Quote, unquote. I mean – that's the thing. Like with history, you never. That's why it's important to know well, all heard, sides of history because you. I've never heard that. You know what I mean? Oh, the Confederates were bad. This, the, but the the after the war, after they decimated the the Confederate armies in yeah. Mississippi, they came in, rounded up all the freed slaves, threw them in a pit, and let them die. Dude, I mean, I've what the a, fuck? I've heard a lot of things of how the South or the Confederates were like. Everything they were fighting for was great aside from, like, the slavery side of things. But even then, the vast majority of slave owners treated them well. Yes, there are the horror stories of – Right, and it's know, hard to – I mean, I, I and, can't but that's comment all, on that. But No, yeah. I mean, I can't yeah. either. <laughs> but that's all that's taught is, like, the horror side of it and not the ones that are – you know, they don't – they're – they're not I mean, yeah, like, Jefferson oh, gave – Yeah, you know, lots of dick okay, and downs to his slaves, that. you know. Oh, they, yeah. He he oh rocked their worlds, you know what I mean? But fuck, I mean, we're going down a, a path anyways. I don't want to go down. Well, but you anyways. get these you get these movies like Django Unchained that that sort of romanticize the suffering of the slaves. They make it be like, you know, this is white people are evil, black people are good. That's that's the it, it sounds stupid coming from a straight white man, you know, saying those kinds of things. I feel all the time. Well, and that's the thing, dude. Like people don't want to say these things because it does sound kind of kind of strange, but. It doesn't really. It's just the, the the consensus of the mainstream media tells you that, you know, white people still have everything going for them and blah, blah, blah. I think there's a serious attack on Christians, which, again, I'm not Christian, uh, but um, I think that there's a lot of good Christians. There's a lot of good Muslims. There's a lot of good everything, dude. I think that there's there tends to be more good people in each religion or creed or whatever you want to call them. Um, but the bad apples, it's that saying the squeaky wheel gets the grease. People pay attention to the bad and in everything. And and I think that our brains are hardwired like that. Um, fear is a much more potent emotion than like joy or even greed or anything like that. When you're scared, you're liable to act uh, more decisively. Um, sometimes you'll make the wrong decision, but you're, you know, that, that whole cliche of fight or flight, you know, one of the basic uh, ideas of psychology. Um, but uh, Kyle, you, you brought up uh, 1984 dude. And, um, Whenever I tell people this, it like r- ruins their world when it comes to George oh, Orwell. Oh God, um, he was a he, communist. Yeah, <laughs> he's a socialist, major, major lover of big government. Um, so he, when they wrote that book, it was meant to look like uh, predictive programming in a sense. But this, I mean, or it was meant to to look like this is the the fears of what what can happen with big government. 
but it was all uh, predictive programming. It's kind of desensitizing the people that read it to, you know, this is your future here. So I, I find that uh, interesting because you don't hear that in conspiracy circles, really. Yeah. When I when I was looking into George Orwell after because I read uh, 1984 and Animal Farm like back to back. Great. Yeah. And, and I was looking into George Orwell and it was it was actually my brother who's much more uh, book smart. Uh, yeah. Book smart than I am. Like he's read all the books, he knows all, the, and he was like, "Oh, you know, he was like a devout socialist, right? Like he he supported the the communist revolution and all that stuff." And I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, and I had to look it up, and it's true. I mean, it it is true, and but I think you're right. It was it perhaps was predictive programming. Maybe they didn't hit it at night in the year 1984, but maybe 2004, maybe 2024. I don't know. But yeah, they say that the, I, I will say he was ahead of his time at the very least. You know, he was calling shit that we're seeing today. hundred percent. Right. Yeah, could be. Well, and they, they say that the Cold War, you know, the official dates of the Cold War really slowed that process down. But I mean, you look at 99 percent of these influential figures throughout time. There's a reason that like, nearly all of them are Marxist materialist types. And it's because. The people that started psychology, um, the field of psychology, the first ever person to call himself a psychologist, Wilhelm Wundt, um, invented essentially psychology, right? Um, this dude was a, a hardcore Marxist, a materialist, right? And, and these people that go on to found the United States educational system, like John Dewey, who created a school for professors to go to, they're all learning the same things. That's why the teachers unions today are able to accomplish so much is because they're all really like-minded. Now, yeah, there are some great freedom-loving teachers out there. I'm not trying to paint people with a broad brush. Um, but all in all, that's why you get so many well, people. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, dude, I work in academia, and I see it firsthand every day. I mean, it's people yeah. who never left college. I mean, professors, if you are a professor, you went to college, you maybe worked for a year, maybe, or you went straight to master's school, got your degree, and then went right back to school teaching. You never left that system. You never left. And that's the yep. people I work with. And they um, – it, it's like I, I was saying this to my to my boss the other day. I was like – we were talking about like useless degrees, right? Because uh, we're, we, <laughs> we're in theater, which is a pretty <laughs> useless degree. Like I build – I work in theater. Uh, and I was saying it's like a, like a gender studies degree. Like the only gender studies jobs out there are professors of gender studies. Like there's yeah. nothing for you out there that's actually useful or productive besides propagating your useless bullshit. And I see it every day. I really do. And it, and I hate it, dude. I, but I, I tr do my best to, uh, push my students to, think for themselves hey if you hear something in class go look it up like go see what what other sides there are because that's what college is about it's about opening your mind and free thinking like when i was in school i went i got a liberal arts degree but my first class of college like the you know freshman seminar or whatever we talked about like plato's allegory of the cave and uh, the matrix and all these things about like in the world is not what it seems and then they kind of it makes you open your mind you're like oh wow and then they push you into this leftist communist kind of mindset of like yeah. see you've been fucked your whole life and you need to rise up and seize the means of production and it's like whoa 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 but it takes getting out of that system even for a year or two to really see 
what has been going on. Dude, you know I what I mean? Say more than that. Well, like, but I here's the thing: I can't can talk you... because I came right out of college. I worked for a year, and I yeah, went right back to work a for a college. You're working for a college, but you're not. A, you're not a. You might teach some things, but you're not a teacher. You're not a professor. Right. Yeah. And like, my my career is not in education. Yeah. Right. And like to be a professor of something, like. <laughs> Yes, go to school for it. But like like you said, all these professors, they went to school and they came right back to it. They never experienced what the real fucking world is like. Yeah. And had even time to have independent thinking of the matter. But yeah, and it's you like know? when I graduated college, I felt like I knew less than what I went into college with. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Me which is <laughs> Which I think I think that, you know, college. true knowledge is knowing that you know nothing. You know what I mean? Whatever it's that life means. experience too. You know, exactly. Like, it's for sure. Our our schooling system is built off of the Prussian schooling system that like older Germany uh, type situation where you're not taught to think independently. You're taught to work within a set of rules, and you're supposed. Yeah, maybe there are some people that are very savvy and they can kind of bend the rules in their favor a little bit. Um, but yeah, dude, this is why you know you get people like Hillary Clinton who are hardcore Republicans. When they go into college and the universities and they enter devout Marxists, you know what I mean? Uh, that's not that's not a coincidence. I mean, who was the, the dude that uh, Hillary Clinton campaigned for early, early in her life, like in middle school, Goldwater or something? Um, I know, dude. Yeah. No. This is the big dumb podcast. We don't know shit. Hey, I pretend I know a lot. So, uh, you know, I don't really know shit, but uh, yeah, I do my best. Usually I just quote other podcasts, though. There you go. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, uh, let me ask you a question, though. Uh, you, sure. you mentioned Marxist and materialist. What do you because I've heard this before, but I don't quite exactly know what what you mean by that. Like Marxists only think about like the material like, oh, we don't have enough stuff or money or things like that. Like, what do you mean by Marxist materialist? So the way I kind of I identify like a materialist is that everything that's going on in your life is all that you've got. Right. You're not they don't necessarily believe in like a heaven a hell, they don't believe in an afterlife. So material, like you've got this, so this is important, and this is important to me, this white claw. But anything that you're holding... Ain't no law any- when you're drinking the claw, baby. Exactly, dude, exactly. So, you know, it, it is kind of hard for me to define a materialist, but I can I can absolutely recognize one. And and you see it, again, with all of these educational types, these these intellects, where, you know, sometimes people that are more religious, they tend to try to help other people more than they would help themselves, right? Materialists are all about helping themselves, helping their cause, and um, essentially just kind of progressing themselves and progressing their people. Um, that's the way I view it. I don't know if, okay. I, if I break it down very well there, but... Well, that, make, that makes sense, and I, I, like, like, I think like what you said, you, can, you, you can't maybe define it, but you know it when you see it. Um, I think that that rings true. You, you kind of can tell when somebody is kind of not... Yeah. with it all the way or they're with it in the wrong way yeah i mean i i see that every day because i get you know every year i get new freshmen just out of high school and i'm like where okay i try to gauge like okay where are these people coming from what and i, I and it determines how i talk to them you know what i mean like if there's a senior like we get a lot of tra- uh, transfers and things like that i'm like hey what you know are you a senior are you a fresh like you know you're new what are you and it helps me figure out how to talk you can't and ask that bro you know, they, I can fucking ask whatever I want. I just <laughs> ask them if they'll suck my dick. I can't say that. Well, hey, but, since uh, since I, I may have not uh, defined it so well, I can just read the direct definition of materialism. It's a tendency okay. 
a tendency to consider material possessions and physical comfort as more important than spiritual values. So essentially what I said to where the shit that you have going on in your life is much more important than like the, the future or after you're gone. Right. Right. Um, and that, that I, I think that, that that really explains why these elites can fuck with their kids so much. You know, like the satanic ritual abuse stuff that these elites like Joe Biden put their kids through. It's because those kids don't really matter. They're just evolved apes. They're not something with the soul and a, and a true conscience uh, or conscience. Um, so, yeah, th- these these kids like the who was it? The Rothschild said that you treat your, your sons like arrows in a quiver. Each one is to progress the family right it's not it doesn't really matter what what the kids are doing themselves they need to think about the family name they need to you know progress so um that a lot in um like even like our our recent history you know like you said with the rockefellers the rothschilds like even think about like uh some of the bigger business people of early america industrial america like uh edison and and uh like what's that movie carnegie uh, the robber barons carnegie exactly what's that movie there will be blood with uh what's his face daniel day lewis yeah like his whole thing is like i have to like start this business and run it and do it well and like he his son is under so much pressure like his the people or i don't know if it's his son or someone who he sees as a son but like that was such a big part of like american industry was like creating something for your children to to carry on but to carry on the way you want it to go right uh that's very interesting the the arrows in the quiver that, that i find that quite interesting well, um, I'll tell you right now, too, dude. Daniel Day Lewis is probably one of the best actors of all time. I just oh, gotta throw that out. So uh, underrated. A hundred percent. And the dude fucking makes <laughs> his wooden most... shoes in his free time. I mean, that's what like he's a cobbler <laughs> he's, when he's not on the he's set. One of the most, like, probably the most like hundred percent method actor that there is. I will so, agree. Like, so wh- he li- literally lives the role that he is playing while shooting is going on right. for that. And I will say to I hate to bring this up. So I, I went to school and my my professors were very anti-method acting because they've seen what it does to actors. Biggest example is Heath Ledger the Joker. Heath Ledger was a method actor and he took it too far. Mm. Um Shia LaBeouf's a method. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf killing dogs and shit, homeless dogs. Yeah, dude. Took it too far. I mean, so there's ways to achieve the same results without the method acting. And there's, in the acting world, there's huge debates and controversies about what to do. What And now it's just a bunch of pussies in in acting. Like, I see it all the time. Like, uh, some of the professors that I work with, they're like, uh, we need safe spaces and there's like, you know, uh, boundaries and stuff, which but I'm all for. I'm all for like boundaries means. when it comes to acting and stuff. But like, dude, in the real world, you got to suck dick if you want to get the part. I mean, boundaries don't exist. I mean, come on. Well, dude, how do that's you... what it's becoming. How do you guys feel about the whole military situation where they're trying to make it a safe space in the military um, for, you know, women or just, you know, people that are a little more sensitive joining the military? I'm going to say something controversial. I, okay, I honestly don't think that women should should be fighting in the in the military. Not fighting. That's just what I think. Not speaking for you guys. Um, uh, Hudson, I think I'll let you take this one. Well, first of all, if you're going to join the military, grow a fucking pair. First of all, <laughs> whether Thank it's a you, huge yeah, pair yeah. of tits or a huge pair of nuts, you got to have. Yeah, them. just fucking throw them around. Fucking anyway. Um, I think. 
I would disagree on women fighting in the military, but I would say they need to be held to the same standard as everybody else that has been in the military for years. Sure. Like they lowered the qualifications for women to enter the military. And I think that's fucked up. I think the qualifications should be set for everybody. And if you don't meet them, then you don't get in period. And if you meet them, then fine. I don't care if you're male, female, doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. No, I mean, as far as like the, the reason that I say that is because when you're, most of the people joining the military, especially the fighters, I'm talking about the fighters, the war fighters, not administrative yeah, sure. type stuff. Like front line no, infantry, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So I'm saying that, that women shouldn't be in those positions because those guys need to have their heads on straight. They need to, they're full of testosterone. They're younger kids, right? That's what infantry means. It's infantante. It's like infant. And you, you take these young kids that are full of testosterone. What do you want to do when you're a young dude full of testosterone? You want to fight? You want to fuck? And if there's women around and you're overseas, I think that they may be distracted a little bit. And I think that that's part of the nature of a man is, you know, when they're maturing, I, I'm not saying once, you know, I'm 30 years old now, but I remember being like 18 and like, dude, I couldn't, I couldn't have enough sex when I was young like that. Now I'm like completely uninterested, but yeah. you know, because, <laughs> because of all the porn out there, but it, you yeah. know, it's just to me, dude, okay. it's, um, I think it's a, it's a, it's a big distraction. And then you start getting these really sad situations where women get, raped in the military and things like that um yeah yeah. a lot of that was happening at some of the bases here on texas remember that that same base i don't remember what base it was but it was near fort worth i want to say where one woman went missing another woman went missing a man went missing like all these people connected the same situation all either got showed up dead or missing or whatever and it's like I agree with you. Like it can get bad, but I think just from a non-military perspective, like as a citizen, as a civilian, right? Who do I want protecting me? I I want the fucking lunatic, lunatic nut job, uh, you know, grown up with guns, shooting deer, shooting. Yeah, that's what I want. I mean, uh, just from an objective standpoint, who do I want defending my, my country? The fucking killers, you know what I mean? The yeah, fucking yeah. people who will fucking just For do sure. whatever but they will. Even if but I, I, the I stories don't... of like a revolutionary and civil war where it's like one out of fucking ten people would actually shoot their guns, so they would either find somebody dead with like ten freaking slugs shoved in their barrel because they acted like they shot and just reloaded, or. They'd find a, a pile of, a pile of bullets, yeah, kept, a pile of guns kept passing their guns to the one guy that would actually shoot at the motherfuckers. Yeah. And you see that that's that's true. They uh, like, yeah, I think it was Which like, I think it's a little bit different these days because we're a lot more desensitized to it because of video games. And, well, and also like war is now at a distance. I mean, I mean, of course, there's still close yeah, combat, but freaking 30 yards or yeah, 20 yards. Now you're fucking a typing. line of people. You yeah, know, it's, that's it's shooting different at you now. while you shoot at them. Now you're um, behind everything, sniping people from. Dude, that's so hardcore too. The old way oh, to fight. Oh, oh, dude, that's talk about balls, dude. Yeah, yeah. for <laughs> sure. Like I, I agree, dude. That's one of the most like ballsy, like honorable things I think. You know, like I hate war today, and I've, I've, I think I've talked to you about this before. Is like. War today is so cowardice compared to war even like 50 years, 70 years ago. Yeah. I mean, and then even more so like 50 years before that, like the civil war was still 
kind of revolutionary hand. style. Like you shoot a couple times, you fix bayonets, and you fucking go hand to hand and just last yeah. man standing wins. You know, like that's, yeah, that's one not as what brutal as that is. I mean, it's so, so as far as out and, as far as like women in combat go, I agree with the puds. If you can, if you can pass a test to meet the standards all about it because if you can meet the standards i feel like you can fight off whoever's trying to right and there's some badass women out there who can kick my fucking ass oh sure like i'm i don't doubt it um and and it kind of goes back to like the education like right now a big thing in in educational settings is like equity and i'm like (laughs) i want to ask the people who are saying this can you define that for me please like what does equity mean because in my head it's not i believe in equality right equality of opportunity not necessarily sure. I think equity is more equality of outcome where no matter what choices you make or actions you take, everybody ends up the same, which I don't agree with. You know what I mean? I, I believe in personal responsibility. Judge person off their resume, not off looks or gender or in religious right. whatever. But so as far as military goes, they're they're looking for equity in the military where, oh, you know, because you're a woman well but to me that's just if I was a woman and they had to lower the standards for me to enter combat be insulted i would be insulted filling quotas and shit like in in oregon they just passed or washington state or oregon they're all the same uh they just made it so that high school students don't have to uh uh read or write to graduate that you don't have to prove because it's more beneficial to the black asian Uh, latino students of color uh to to not be able to prove that you can read or write and i'm like if i was a black student in that in that place i would feel offended like oh you don't think i can fucking read yeah like and it's the same with military like whatever it is i mean and there's roles i believe there are roles with with the standards that are upheld i believe there are roles for all kind all kinds of people men women gay trans whatever i mean women are statistically better helicopter pilots they are yeah yeah. i mean statistically better helicopter pilots so why not put them in the roles that they are best suited for you know yeah. what i mean uh same with i mean with nurses look at world war ii i mean think about how many lot like what the service those women did in combat they were in a combat zone oh, for they sure. weren't holding guns they weren't shooting at nazis but they were saving lives and i think that's yeah. just important as killing nazis buildings that were getting freaking bombs dropped on them and they were standing right down, man. right and so i think i think there's a the the whole equity thing and the gender bent you know the the ending of genders and and traditional standards like all of it i think it has to go back to that that satanist uh, ideal you had is just like the complete demolishing of what it means to be human what it means to be a man or a woman like but there are roles and i think jordan peterson talks about this a lot men are more interested in things and women are more interested in people that's why women tend to be nurses and uh you know care workers because they care more about people whereas men tend to work in factories or be inventors or uh, sell things because they're more interested just biologically in things right uh and and i mean it's a biological factor and i think we should just embrace that you know what i mean not try to change it or demolish it but there's a place for everybody in and in, in anything you know what i mean whether it's sure combat, whether it's school whether it's uh you know, the workforce like there are places for you to go and if you well, yeah. let's say you're a woman and you want to be a a, a, a a technical engineer or a, a mechanical engineer or whatever if you can do it absolutely by all means i support you 100 percent. but if it's not if you have to lower the standards for anything 
just to make someone feel like they're included. I'm not okay with that because that's just how you, that's a slow collapse, man. All well, the that's down. the, that's the problem that I have with, uh, with it. And I don't mean to sound insensitive or anything, but you know, with the lowering of the standards, um, I think the only way to do that is to, is to eliminate the, the, um, the weakness in that sense to, to make it so that, okay. Cause we, we know that they're lowering the standards to fill quotas, right? Not just in the military, but everywhere and all kinds of businesses, yeah. universities, um, and, you know, you mentioned World War Two, you know, the, there was the draft going on and all the women that were in the country here, they went and worked in factories, dude. So I'm not saying that women don't have a place to to serve the the country in in a war setting. Um, I just feel like, you know, we fought World War Two. I say we like I was fucking there, but like, you know, the United States fought World War Two so efficiently with the way that it was done. And yes, war has changed in all these things. Um but I'm really against this female draft that's that's in action now, you know, or that's that's yeah. possible now. Well, and I, I, I disagree on that. I disagree 100 percent. But at the same time, I'm like, let's give them a taste of their own fucking medicine. You want true equality? Sign up for the goddamn draft. Like I, I, I'm on both sides. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want women being drafted. I don't I don't want my wife or my my daughter being drafted in a war. Absolutely yeah. not. But if these fucking not about it fucking psychopaths want to be like want true equality okay here's equality you know what equality sucks yeah well that's the problem with it i think sam tripley says it's like if you want truly you don't want equality you want better than equality you know what i mean you want you want front ride at the at the fucking uh roller coaster like that's what you want you don't want fucking equality equality's waiting in fucking line or that's fucking dying on the front line that's up to get fucking yeah that's equality dude you don't have to it's illegal for men in the United States to not be enlisted in the selective service. You will. Yeah. You once can't you file 18. You have to sign up. Yeah. You have to. Or it's you fucking you can't file taxes. You can't do anything. Can't. Yeah. Do anything. Well, and, and that's the that's a problem that I have with, you know, like how you're saying that uh, let's give them a taste of their own medicine. Let's give them equality. A lot of women don't really want equality. You know what I mean? That's a lot of them idea. don't, but it's it's the loud it's the loud ones that get that that like I said, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So it's these loud psychopaths that are trying to dictate how all women are going to be subject subjected to to life. You know what I mean? So you know, I'm sure that your wife or your daughter, or any any really any woman I know, doesn't want to be drafted. I don't want to be drafted personally, but you know, if it came down to that, I would go and I would do it. Um, it's my biggest regret that I that I didn't serve in the military. And I want to be clear about that. I haven't served. Um, so I may be talking out of line here, but I, you know, I, I would love the opportunity to be able to do it now. Um, it's just it, it is sad, dude. And I think that that when we get these people in these positions like this, where it almost is like these these individuals have a chip on their shoulder, the ones that if they're serious, if they're not just paid and being put up to it, um, they're like, no, I can do everything better than men can, you know, like just because I'm a woman or whatever. And yeah, there's people like Amanda Nunes that can beat the shit out of me in probably 10 seconds, dude. Like she's a beast in the UFC. Yeah. yeah. Um, but dude, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I think that we're going into a dangerous place. I know that China is cracking down on feminizing men. Like they're not allowing that shit at all. And yeah, I'm all for yes, guys. I, I, dude, I, I didn't like them before, but now I'm like, oh, they're fucked. That boy band in China, like who the, uh, all the yeah. bts like every day on twitter it's trending like bts stands and i'm like what the fuck and it's a bunch of lady boys yeah you know? dude and and you know these countries like that russia's like that you know um and i'm i'm not 
in any way, shape or form against, you know, abusing gay people, dude, that is it's fucked up. But the way that they're doing it, it's making it so that they we're we're very weak right now. I, I firmly believe that. And it's yeah. because of over tolerance. Right. Um, I actually had to do because I have a Blue Lives Matter sticker on my truck, um, mostly, honestly, so I don't get pulled over by police. Usually they see that and they don't mess with me. It's it, oh, 100%. You know, kind of a nice thing. But this dude was um, I do. I do, uh, you know, support police officers as long as you're not acting like the Australian police officers. But, you know, you have this. I had this dude and this is the second time this has happened. I had a dude come up. He's wearing a, a rainbow BLM shirt. Literally, it's BLM in rainbow filter. And um, he's talking, <laughs> talking all kinds of shit about about my my flag. And I'm like, dude, you don't even like you don't know anything about me and anything like that. And I had to fucking like yell at this dude. You Was know, I'm like always... in a parking lot at like the fucking Kroger or something like. Yeah. At a grocery store, man. Like I just parked there and it's like this dude has the nerve. I was sitting in my truck because I was actually working. And, you know, he's looking at he's real close up to my window looking at my stickers because I got like my podcast sticker. I've got an Infowars sticker, which triggers some people. Oh, hell yeah. Dude. Um, You know, so I have I have some stickers that may be triggering, but. Dude, when I see one of those dumb coexist stickers on someone's car, I'm not like, dude, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're what's wrong with this country? I let people do their thing, man, because it's there's this crazy idea that I have where, like, you bought that property so you can do what you want to it. You know what I mean? If someone had a swastika, yeah, it's going to look pretty bad. And I'm not going to be I'm not going to want to be friends with this dude. But I I'm not going to a lot here, dude. I see a swastika and a Confederate flag. On really? This oh, dude. Yeah. I've but... never seen a swastika. Oh, I saw it. Well, you're not week. slashing those tires, I'm sure. I saw it last week and I was like, I don't want to mess with that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't, don't flip him off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Well, and that's the thing, man. Like the this dude was just so angry. Like I called him a name or something you know and and i was just minding my own business and I'm, i see him looking out there and i roll my window down I'm like hey dude what are you doing and he just starts talking all kinds of shit about about my own property you know what i mean it's like dude get fucked you know and like it's kind of it was awkward because i was wearing my work uniform but you know it is what it is dude i think that that we are in a cold civil war right now in the united states and um i just hope it doesn't go hot um but if yeah, it does agreed. you know it's gonna get ugly yeah, and I guess uh, before I, we, before we wrap it up, I do want to bring up one thing. I've been watching this show on uh, Amazon Prime called uh, "Man in the High Castle." It came out a few years ago. Oh shit, you're watching that? Well, right I, now? I watched it when it first came out. I never finished it. I watched the first season. I never got further than that. And I'm watching it now, and it's basically about like parallel universes. Like, and, and the if premise the of the Nazis show won. is if the Axis won oh. World War Two, they got the bomb first. They nuked DC, and the Japanese and the, and the Nazis split the united states like they you know the the pacific states of america on the west coast and the greater nazi reich uh on the east coast and the midwest right and watching the show i'm like holy fuck like there's things in the show that i'm like and this is a a historic a fantasy show like if the nazis won but i'm like i'm seeing a lot of things in that show that are happening now like with with a government and business interaction with pharmaceutical companies with uh propaganda with all these things and i'm like it makes me think, like, maybe the Nazis did win. I well, mean, they did 100%, dude. I mean, I, I, and I, I agree to an extent, but it's like the the show, I mean, there's no black people. They put them all in camps or they exiled them. There's no, uh, I mean, true I mean, true Aryan, like, you have to be Aryan, blood bloodlines, like, all this stuff. I mean, it is insane. And it's like, this is what would have happened. Because it takes place in, like, the 60s, like, you know, 1960s America. Yeah. Right? Um, and it's in, and it's interesting because they talk about, like, 
Sinatra and uh, Chanel, like all these people who have been around in America who are in, uh, you know, still alive and thriving under Nazi rule. And some of the in the show, some of the higher ranking Nazi officials in America are Americans like we're born and raised in America. And I mean, it's just crazy to 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 see how um, the the possibilities and kind of the similarities that we we see now. And I just kind of wanted to hear. I don't know if you've seen the show. Uh, I'm almost done with the with the last season, but it's just I've how been thinking about it. it. There's only four seasons. It's quick. Ten episodes a season. It's quick. You know, you can watch it in two weeks yeah. if you wanted to. Um, but it, it's it, it's interesting, and I kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on like the the possibilities. Like, did the Nazis are they still here? Because I mean, we did have Project Paperclip, right? The Nazis did come over still. and infiltrate a lot of our industry, a lot of our business. Uh, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, dude. I, as for the show, I have not seen the show. It sounds fascinating, though, so I'll definitely uh, be checking that out in my free time. But um, yeah, man, it's not it's not just like the Werner von Braun's and the more famous ones. You got like the Bush family, and they worked with uh, Brown Brothers Harriman, which you know before World War II was over, they were funding the Nazis and like IG Farben and all that stuff. So some IBM. high IBM. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the... IBM created the the system for the to to track the Jews, right? So. Yeah, Didn't man. IBM team up with something Schwab. Charles Schwab, maybe. Maybe Klaus Schwab, probably. No, there was there was a or Charlie Schwab. I don't know. It was Charlie Schwab. Charles Schwab. The it financial was IBM institution. And Charles Schwab. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's the thing. They're they they've been infiltrated. But but Sorry. keep keep going. My yeah. Bad. No, no. I mean, yeah, no. It's it's fascinating when you see this collusion at the top level. But it's like that that goes over people's heads. And when people say like, you know how how Republicans or, or more conservative people don't like the idea of taxing the rich. It's not the rich that I'm worried about taxing. It's the corporations, dude. These corporations and these multi-billionaires, they don't pay any taxes. You know what I mean? If I sit here and, and um, I, I'm making, let's say, $50,000 a year and I come up with a great idea for a company and I start making like a couple million dollars a year, why should I be taxed so like insanely just because I worked my ass off to get to this position? where I've got a little bit of extra cash and I can help people. I can do all this stuff. Those are the people that they want to tax the self-made independent people, not the corporations, not, uh, you know, uh, British petroleum and all these things. But um, yeah, man, uh, IG Farben is another company that I think, you know, kind of spawned uh, other companies like Moderna and Pfizer and all these things. Um, I, I'm sure that you heard the, the whole thing too, with Fauci side note, Fauci's last name is sickle. And that's like uh like the scot like the scythe or whatever, the um yeah. hammer and sickle. Well that and then like the Grim Reaper having that, like the angel of death kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's what Fauci is. It's so like I, in Latin, right? Alex I Jones. Thought Fauci Alex Jones was his last yeah. name. No, it is, but in Latin, Fauci means Oh, Fauci sickle. means sickle. Oh. In Latin. Something I, I forget what language it is. I think it's like the, the history of the word or something. But yeah, no, I heard that on, on InfoWars, but um, yeah, man, I, I definitely think that the Fourth Reich has a lot more power over the country than than we think. I don't think that Hitler died in a bunker and he was a Rothschild, man. So um, was. if agreed. you dude, if you, it's yeah. easy to if you just look up uh, Hitler's genealogy, there is a, a blank like his grandfather. It's like a unknown. A Lois. His, is his, dad? his grandmother they erased it. No, no, no. His grandmother worked at the Rothschilds' mansion. No, I know. And I mean, that goes. Deep. Yeah, dude. Maria. I know. 
Maria Anna Schickelgruber was the maid of, I think it was, um, Baron, oh, Baron uh, Rothschild? Solomon. They, okay. they would call, I think they would call all of them Baron. It was kind of a weird way to confuse people. So like, you know, this is why I think that Donald Trump took that name for his son. But like, I think that they're all Baron, you know, like they're all technically a Baron, um, like a robber Baron type situation. Right. Um, but yeah, you had Solomon and there's a lot of weird symbolism in Solomon, like the, the Temple of Solomon, all that weird stuff. So, yeah, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, yeah, it was Marianna Schickelgruber that worked for Solomon Rothschild and he gave birth to a Lois. Uh, who was who was Hitler's father? So yeah, dude, I I think that there's something very very shady. Um, and then you know Brazil, which is kind of where they near where they were at. I think it was Argentina, but Brazil, dude, um, they're they're a sleeping giant when it comes to like food, and and they have a lot. I think they own like eighty or ninety percent of our chickens and our cows and things like that. And a lot of the food that we get is out of Brazil, and no well, one pays attention yeah. to that. And talking about news, I was I, I wrote down some things like you you said let's talk about some some new topics or news topics, and I was going to bring up the UN and I actually watched it live uh, at work. Uh, Bolsonaro, the president of uh, Brazil, uh, he he was the first person to speak at the UN, and he completely tore apart the whole Great Reset communist agenda. He was like, in Brazil, we believe in family, but we believe in ind- independent individual values i mean he completely tore it apart and I, I i agree with you and i was i mentioned this to my brother earlier and he was like oh brazil's a sleeping giant dude no one no one is prepared for what these developing quote-unquote developing countries are going to do in the next 10 years and basically bolsonaro was like you you can't fuck with us like we hmm. have oil we got money we got resources like we're getting lithium like crazy yeah. He's like, we're, we're, we're coming up and y'all better watch out. But he, you know, and he's like, uh, so I, I agree with you that, that y- let's see what happens the next 10 years with the uh, sure. Brazil and India and things like that. It's, it's crazy. Um, but Ryan, uh, I, I don't want to keep you too long and I got to piss like a racehorse. Me um, too. <laughs> um, but, but Hey dude, I, I appreciate you coming on, dude. This was a great conversation. This is one of our, our, my favorite conversations that we've yeah. had because it was, uh, no plan, just kind of going into it, and I think it flowed really well, dude. And we'll have to have you on a, a group show sometime with some of the the hitters that uh, we both know. Oh, so. well, thank you guys, man. You you guys are extremely easy to talk to, man. And likewise, this is a I love the shows that I can just go into with zero preparation and have a great time, just kind of learning and and bouncing ideas off the wall and stuff like that. So, um, one thing I will say before I know we got to go, but. Uh, China is still considered a developing country. So, I mean, do the math on that one. But, oh, um, yeah, dude. Give it give it five years, dude. Who knows? Yeah. I had, so, a, I had a, wow. a devout Christian tell me, because I guess in the Bible they talk about a, an army of 200 million, right, like a, a, in the end times or whatever. Yeah. And I had this devout Christian guy who was a former boss of mine. He, he was like, you know how many people are in our, uh, China's army? 200 million. And he like quoted the Bible on it, and I was like, "Oh shit, I believe it, dude. Yeah, what, I, dude. I believe it." I so I am a Christian, um, and I I do believe the Bible. I believe in creation. And I believe in the Bible, and and everything happen happening now in this world, like going to a one world government, like that is the biggest sign of that we are in the end times and the Antichrist, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know who the Antichrist is, but the last pope, is whoever the be, last pope is. Well, it's going to be the person that brings that is like the head that brings the world to be together, like as a one world 
or what you know who knows who it could be it could be fucking al gore who knows yeah dude it could be anybody (laughs) at this point you know i've got to get you guys connected with sam honald uh he teaches me a ton of stuff about the bible he says uh definitively that it will be the last pope the bible actually says that the last pope will be the um the uh antichrist so um, I know we got to get going, guys. I don't want to keep you from uh, from the yeah, toilet there, dude. So I appreciate you guys so much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Much, where man. can people where can people yeah, find you, dude, in your podcast? Oh yeah, man. Um, I I always like plugging my Patreon because I'm trying to do this full time. Uh, so I hope you guys don't mind. Um, just absolutely. Go ahead, dude. Thank you, man. Yeah. So Patreon.com/slash Dangerous World Podcast. Got three, five, and ten dollar tiers. Um, most value is from that five dollar tier there. So. Uh, like I said, Dangerous World Podcast on Patreon, and you can find me everywhere as far as the uh, podcatchers go, Apple, Spotify, Google, all those major ones, man. And um, for my my listeners, since this is a Swapcast, where can they find you guys? Uh, dude, we're at the Big Dumb Podcast, Big Dumb Pod, anywhere, Twitter, Instagram, all that shit. We're on uh, all the podcasting apps, including the Podcasting 2.0 apps. Um, we're Alt working Media on that. United. Uh, yeah, we're on Alt Media United. Shout me out Mark, Mark Steves. Uh, yeah. you can check, catch, catch us there. Um, we are working on a, a sort of Patreon value for value type model. Uh, we're not sure what we want that to be yet. We just don't. I don't feel like we have the the following to ask people for money yet. Um, well, <laughs> we have the following. I don't think people would give it yet. Yeah, uh, but, but you never know until you ask. So we're working on that. But uh, dude, I do appreciate you uh, coming on and and uh, having us on. Whether you know whoever's have. We're on each other right now, and it's exactly, a, it's a, it's a, exactly. It's a mix of love. Fun. Oh, it's so fun, dude! It sounds great. Um, I like to be on people. Yeah, me too. I like to be. <laughs> I'll shut up. Uh, but uh, but yeah, Ryan, Underneath. dude, thank you so much. This was fantastic. Um, and anybody who's listening, I appreciate you guys. Uh, check us, check us both out. Check out, check out Dangerous World. Check out the Big Dumb. We're all just trying to uh, do our part here. So yeah, yeah, it's an honor, guys. Thank you so much, and uh, to all the listeners, just take care, guys. Thank you so much, dude. Cheers, Ryan. Cheers. Well, everybody, I hope that you enjoyed my episode with Kyle and Puds of the Big Dumb Podcast. Thank you both so much. And if you're listening to this point still and you're not a Patreon subscriber, you ought to head over there to patreon.com slash Dangerous World Podcast and you can hear me talk about the Arizona audit results, bombshell evidence that I think is going to be pursued. But we'll see. See you guys over at Patreon. Thanks, guys.